Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Oh my God, don't mind KJ screaming in the back of this interview. I, I even had someone, because um, this interview, uh, by the way, aired on my Instagram live, but I know you all love to listen to the podcast, so I thought I'd play it here too. Dr. Eric Smith is the hot doctor on TLC's Thousand Pound Sisters who helped Tammy and Amy and is helping them uh, lose the weight and keep it off from Thousand Pound Sisters. He's so good on the show. He's a runaway star and we have an update. Is he single? Because a lot of people were very excited this season when they didn't see a wedding ring on his finger. 
update on his personal life. He reveals if there's going to be a season four of Thousand Pound Sisters. What irritates him the most about social media and Tammy, he reveals that. And how is Tammy really doing? So if you love Thousand Pound Sisters like I do, you know, Tammy was admitted to a nursing home in November of 2020 and had a trach put in. So what's the update? Here's Dr. Smith. And don't mind KJ. Uh, sorry. You know, he's crying half the time. Anyway, enjoy. My girlfriend Leah uh, Henry, too, by the way, joins uh, Leah's Lemonade. You can find her on social media and YouTube. Sarah, we have, we have so much on, on tonight's live because we have a guest. I am so excited about Dr. Smith. By the way, you know there's a rumor that Thousand Pound Sisters is not coming back, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. I saw him on his Instagram post like questions and then he was like, Sarah. <laughs> no, sorry. I was so distracted. I was so distracted. But there's a room. He had posted a video where he basically said that um, uh, he was answering questions about the show. And he said that he was going to um, that it, people will know soon. So we can we can get the exclusive right the fuck now, Sarah. Okay, I want the exclusive because um, I'm obsessed with that show. And I was reading that it's most likely not coming back because Amy has been sharing like the gender of her second baby and all this stuff. And if the show was coming back, they wouldn't allow her to share so many details about her pregnancy on her Instagram. Well, we, we're about to get the tea. I mean, but let's be clear. I wouldn't be surprised by that, though, because TLC is pushing so many, like, fat people shows that maybe they're trying to find the next Amy and Tammy, next big star, big people star sensation. I just, I don't know how they can replace. I mean, Amy, I feel like Amy and Tammy are just getting, like, super popular. So I don't even know why they would replace that. Maybe they don't want to yeah. pay them. I don't know. Yeah, because didn't you do a TikTok where they said they made, like, not that much money an episode? Well, I had somebody message me on TikTok that said both the Thousand Pound Sisters only make $3,000 an episode, which would basically mean, I mean, I think they have, like, 13 episodes, so something like 60 grand, which seems incredibly low after three seasons, right? Yeah. Then I looked, I did some just, like, basic Googling, and it seems like they make more between, like, five and 9000 an episode. So if you... Uh, so that kind of makes sense, I would right. hope. But, I, I mean, they're a hit show. Yeah, we have to get all the tea. KJ's already not feeling it early. Already. Okay. Sarah, have you considered that your son does not like when you talk about people? <laughs> like, he does not want to be in the family business? He, he doesn't want to be in the family business. Um, okay, where are we going to start tonight? Because before, we, you know, Dr. Smith is coming on, but I want to talk, we got a ton to talk about. I want to know what you think of Kanye West. Okay, so, so yeah, so um, my podcast just came out today with Candace. We did a little uh, trailer and we talked about the Kim and Kanye thing. And I'm going to be quite honest with you, Sarah. I do not feel bad for Kimberly. Now, is Kanye out of his godforsaken mind? Absolutely. But when Kim Kardashian was hopping out of fucking bushes in Beverly Hills trying to be the next it girl, going from black man to black man, no one had anything to say. But you picked the craziest one in the bunch. And now you want people to feel bad for you, girl? I don't know. I mean, what do you think about... 
Um, but don't you feel like he's like dragging the kids into it so yes. much? Yes. Now, okay, okay. So right. So while while I don't feel bad for Kim, I do feel horrible because those kids have to watch that. And again, North is on TikTok. Whether we, you know, whether that's the debate subject or not, they can see these conversations. And hell, Mason gets on the internet and tells the Kardashians he all the time. Like these kids are reading you know, what's going on. And I do feel bad because, you know, people shouldn't have to watch that. I think divorce is already such an ugly thing. So for, for kids to have to watch that publicly, it's unfortunate. I know, it is. I, I just worry, I don't know. I worry so much about his mental health. Like I truly, I really mm -hmm. hope he's okay. Cause I mean the most, he's like the father of four kids. Like those kids need him. And it just seems like it's, I don't know. Seems like it's spiraling and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my two cents. Agreed. Do you think that, so I asked this on the radio on Sunday, I asked, do you think there's validity to Kanye's claims? Like, do you believe that Kim is keeping him away from the kids? Do you think that Kim has made it incredibly difficult for him to see his kids? Or do we think that this is Kanye perceiving it that way? Because I don't seem think Kanye to be a liar. I actually, I agree with you. I feel like mm -hmm. I, you know, and here's the thing. If he is, I don't know. And I don't know anything about his mental health. So I hate everybody online that's like, he's manic, he's manic. And somebody commented on your story. It was a doctor. And she's like, people need to stop saying that yeah. he's manic. Because like, you yeah, don't know, yeah, yeah. you guys don't know. And it's like toxic for people. And I actually agreed with her. But I have to say, if he's doing the things that are, he's allegedly doing, I don't, I'm sure she doesn't want him around. Cause you know, there's reports like he's just, he's letting all these other people in his circle. You know, he's, uh -huh. I mean, Antonio Brown now is apparently running his- um, <laughs> His sports company, yeah. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine Antonio Brown the head of anything? Okay, I mean, anyway. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I'm sure she's probably concerned about who is around their children. Yeah, so I, I don't know, because I do feel like, you know, there's a lot of double standards on both sides, right? Like they both have other significant others now. Um, so they obviously both have new people around their family dynamics. Um, and I don't know if you just saw the most recent report that came out like a few, maybe an hour ago. Now they're claiming that Kanye is in an open relationship with Julia. So they have multiple. Yeah partners now so okay. would you be inviting the father of your children to the birthday parties and all this stuff if now he's in open relationships antonio brown is the ceo of his company i mean come on yeah, like, yes that's see. that's the safest place there's there's several witnesses that's that's why so when we go to court and we iron this shit out kim chris courtney kendall and whoever else was on the list is is a witness so when shit goes down you got somebody to vouch for you that's by the way, perfect place Okay, I'm gonna totally mutilate the name and maybe our viewers will know because if anybody is on Clubhouse, but did you also see the Clubhouse clip that went viral of a guy who's very close to Kanye who talks about the Kardashians? Um, she is their like spokesperson, like behind the scenes mm. and how she is like every narrative that we're told about them like is carefully crafted. I believe it. Kanye's only way to fight fire with fire is basically to kind of do these really like hijacking situations where he like goes on Twitter. I don't know. It was it was a rabbit hole, but I was like, I kind of I, I think they're much more orchid. Like I would love to know what's really going on. You know, I feel like we don't yeah. really know them anymore. 
Yeah. Well, no, and I, and I do believe that. I do believe that everything is well thought out. I do believe that they are panicking because Kanye is not following the script. But I mean, he, I, I think that's why Kim ultimately left him because he didn't fit in the machine. They kept trying to put him in a square peg and he's a circle. Like, I don't, I don't think that that was ever going to ever really last. But I think that's why Kanye goes to such extremes. Now, what I do need more information on is the whole hit thing. Cause you saw him say that, right? Wait, the whole what? He accused kim of claiming that he tried to put a hit out on her oh yeah you know i didn't even really take that part seriously but i guess i should i guess that's like well he's yelling in all caps in his in his post so i'm like what what is it giving yeah that's true i mean that's kind of crazy i mean i don't know but i just think that we don't know we have no idea but i i honestly I, like Again, Kanye's not a liar. If anything, Kanye says too much of what the fuck he's thinking. So yeah. I don't think that he's lying about any of this. But I do also think that he's causing more harm to his children than if he were to handle it behind closed doors. Because, oh, you know, totally. the kids are probably going to cringe in like five years about this. Look, I just hope he is like alive and well in five years. And that is my fear is like he, you know, he has never been, of course, like his mother, that like situation, he's yeah. never really been the same since. And I just feel like, I don't know, is this like pushing him too far? Well, no. this is what it's I will say too, though. With all this being said, I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm curious how quickly now the, the, the divorce is going to go through, um, and I'm also curious: will this be detailed on this new Kardashian and Disney Hulu thing? Oh, please! I mean, give me a break. This show they're going to be doing stupid pranks with Scott Disick, you know? Oh. You know, we're going to throw a dildo in Scott's bed and see who it's in. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. Do you really think they're going to do anything interesting? Give me a break. I don't know. I'm here for it. The Kardashians, I always tell people this. People are like, oh, do you watch the Kardashians? And I'm like, no, but it's one of those things like when E is on and then you start watching and then you're just like captivated by it because they're telling you in their own voice the shit we see in the tabloids. So I'd be lying if I said that like, if it's on TV, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I mean, if Pete Davidson, like I, I genuinely like them a lot. Like I respect their brand. I mean, when you think it's been like 12 years of their like dynasty that they've created. Yeah. I mean, I completely respect them. I just, I don't think it's really real anymore. I think it's very orchestrated now for like mm. high yeah. situations. I feel like, um, you know, they're, they're, I just, I feel like the days of like Kim doing celebrity boxing matches against like Kathy Griffin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's, yeah, I, I, I put a poll up on my IG story if people are going to watch um, the new Kardashian show, but it's, I mean, I don't know. But to your point, people say that no, but then maybe they will. Right. And then they, and then Disney gets the best ratings they've ever fucking had. So, We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm interested to see. But Sarah, one thing I have to discuss with you. What? We have to talk about the the Tinder swindler, okay? What are your thoughts? Oh my God, did you watch that shit? It's so stupid. Are you kidding? That is Sarah, no. Sarah, okay, because first of all, you know that I, my second home is 
on online dating. And so I would be lying to you if I said that I have not multiple times like been tried to be swindled out of money. And and here's the thing. We're watching the we're watching the documentary like these girls are so stupid from the outside in. KJ. KJ, okay, KJ quiet. Tell Leah's Okay, I was just thought. I was about to say, Sarah, if you pulled that uh cottage cheese out, that's why. <laughs> this is applesauce. Okay, we can do applesauce. <laughs> Thank you. you Thank see? you. <laughs> okay. okay. So did you ever Money though? No, 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 no. But what I was, what I was saying is, what I feel like the, the movie, and I guess you can't really like portray this, no matter how much you retell an account. These men are so crafty with the way they make you believe that they are really, truly engaged with you. And I'm sure you know this from being on dating websites at any stint of your single life. I mean, it's it's kissing several fucking frogs. So when you finally meet a man who seems like he's affluent, who seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, who seems like y'all are into the same things, when you finally connect with someone like that, and then they make you feel this instant, almost like gratification or like safe space, you really do get swindled because I met a man. He was yes. really good looking. Um, we, we stayed on the phone all night long, Sarah. I mean, all night, all night talking. Seemed like we had the same like morals, the same ideals. We, we wanted to date the same. It was just like a matter of when. Like, I mean, and it was really quick. Like we started talking and we, you know, he really reeled me in. So then, you know, he really starts to like you, you get off the phone and then he's like, babe, this, babe, that, babe, this. And you're kind of like, okay, this guy's really feeling me. Girl, the next, so then he tells me about this lucrative business he has. And to be honest, at this time, I don't think it was as well thought out as the, the Tinder swindler, but he tells me, oh, you know, I, I have this business, we do this. It, like he, he talks it up to being some crazy, you know, expensive shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he was like, the next day he was like, the way that I'm making money, babe, I want to make sure you make that money. Like, how could you be my girl and not be making the same type of money that I'm making? So I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he was yeah. like, send me, like, at the time, $250. Send me $250 and I'll give it back to you the next day. So I was in college and plus, I'm not sending you $250 fucking dollars. So I was like, oh, me and my dad have a joint account. You know, I'm still in college, like, can't do it. And like his energy shifted, like, you know, in the movie, when the girl started to say no, how he like flipped, it was the same way. But like Sarah, before I saw a red flag, all I saw was green flags. I thought the man was great. I thought he really liked me. I thought we had a chemistry. Like it's almost criminal how empathetic these men are willing to be to you in order to get something out of you. So while I didn't fall for it, I can see if a man spends a month giving you the impression that he's very, very rich and taking you and flying you across borders, why you would think that he has a lot of money. I can see it because they're masterminds at creating the ideal that the shit's really real. Uh, okay, people are like, shake my head at the Tinder swindler. And by the way, if people like have comments or questions for us, they should totally jump in. Yeah. Um, well, but Leah, you were smart enough to question why this man is suddenly asking you for money. I think that to me is like, okay, I get, I have been scammed, not by a guy that I was dating, but I actually got scammed and this guy still calls me and I'm like, fuck you, block me. 
there's this guy in Arlington, <laughs> and I swear, he calls and he sounds exactly like a police officer. And he'll even have like a, um, a like, um, almost like a scanner in the background. And he'll be like, hi, it's officer. He's like this deep voice, right? And he's like, it's officer so-and-so. We're doing a, um, a, a money drive for toys for kids for the holidays, right? So, girl, I fell for this shit. Like, I stayed on the phone with him. I was like, I'll, I'll donate $200. Okay, I donated $200. I left it at the front desk of my apartment. Like, you told him where you yeah. live? Yes, I told him where I lived. He picked up the money. He picked up the money. He left me a, a printed out on a computer <laughs> certificate that said, thank you for donating to the Arlington Police Department. Anyway, some, how did I figure out that it was a scam? I feel like it was on WTOP that they were saying there's like a guy in Arlington. I've been scammed. So I, I mean, look, I can't totally trash on those women because I've given a scammer money, right? But all I'm saying is like, all right, maybe, maybe you give him $2,500, okay? Maybe you give him right. 25 I can see that happening, right? right? Like, obviously, I gave the guy 200 bucks, right? Right. Um, but Leah, come on. Like, you were smart enough to go, mm, this seems off. Okay, he comes back, he needs $10,000 more. And you're telling me... He's part of a diamond empire and his family can't bail him out. He's a fucking security guard. You're telling me. Okay. I yeah. Feed him. No, but here's my thing. I think for me, like I'm, I'm the journalist, right? Like I'm the first person to Google the shit. And what was killing me was he had the websites ready. He had the shit, like he had backdoor channels ready for any bullshit like here's the diamond company that we own and here's the like i mean he went out of his way to scam motherfuckers he really did i okay i feel like we do need to do a psa for both men and women though because i mean i i truly have you ever lent anybody you were dating more than like 50 like i've paid for a guy's dinner mm -hmm. yeah i think he, like me back or whatever but i mean i do feel like women need to know this like a guy you're dating if he asks you for money I mean, that's a huge red flag, huge. I don't care how much he's like love bombing you. Like women need to know that. Yeah, no, I I got one time caught up giving a man money. And first of all, I was in college, I was dumb. So I'm putting these disclaimers out before y'all judge me in these fucking comments. So- Well, I a random guy who was a fake police officer. By the way, there was a woman, Tracy on here. She says that that guy called her yesterday. Tracy no. says, yes. Tracy, did you give money? Tracy, you need to call the Arlington Police Department. They wanted me to, they wanted me to do something. They wanted me to get the check number because he cashed my check. They were like, okay, he has been, a and he will call me and I'll be like, look, motherfucker, I have turned you into the detective. And he'll still call me like a couple months later. I'm like, lose, and I block his number, but he'll just call me from a different like Google number. What does he, what does he say when you're like, I already called the police? Like, what, what does he say? Nothing. He goes, okay, ma'am. Okay. I mean, he's completely delusional. He goes, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, you should be scared, motherfucker. And he's not scared of me. He's not scared because guess what? The the Tinder swindler is still out on the loose. Can you believe the Tinder swindler was back on a private jet and he's dating some Israeli model? Did you see that at the end of the film? I could not believe that, like, he 
literally has swindled people in so many different European countries and like can still get out. Because in my mind, you would have served the time in Tel Aviv and then all these other countries where you're wanted, you go and serve. Like I'm, I'm confused. Also, how easy was it for him to get, like, I mean, I'm poor as fuck. I've never inquired about a private jet, but what, is there not real like security clearance? on those things? Like, can you just jump from plane to plane? Because even when he was wanted, he was still able to move via private jet, via so I, many... I think when you go private jet, I think... I, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, because they must, like, the FAA and stuff must still have to have everybody's intro. Okay, okay, we got it. is hungry as hell. Stop playing with him. Hey, KJ, okay, okay. Here, have some bombas. Yeah. Get these peanut butter corn puffs. Bombas. <laughs> Sarah, you're you're raising him to be a true LA child. All these vegan fucking organic peanut butter. Organic. Puffs. Okay, Courtney Kardashian, slow your roll. Okay. Are you ready for your smoothie? Are you ready for your smoothie? Oh my yeah. god, he's so cute. Are you ready? Okay, eat your bombas. Because Dr. Smith is gonna join us. You're gonna be quiet. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. Leah, I, women need to know to not give men money. Now, I will take money from men, absolutely. Who wants to give me some money? Give me right, a cat right. Cat use cat a, cat use cat. the badges if you want to send us some money right now. Just click the little <laughs> money. Click the little heart at the bottom. That's if you love our conversations, you can financially Look, bless us. So I will tell you this. You want to know how you're with a rich man? He is standoffish as fuck. He does not want to marry you. I was with a rich guy in D.C., for like four months this dude now he would let me come over to his house bring my friends use his pool i mean he like legit had money um but shit he didn't want to get in a relationship he was not love bombing the fuck out of me he was using me and then he was on to the next like that's how you know they're rich they don't want to boo you up they're dating a bunch of people but you know he he had a driver and everything he picked my friends up and myself and like the driver of the car was great i want to experience that so bad where? It was not, it was, it was great at first and it was cool to go to his house and like, you know, bring your friends over and have a pool party. I mean, he was never there. It was like, your house. but it was, um, I think he was an alcoholic. It was kind of sad. It was really, it was, believe me, it was not the Tinder swimmer. <laughs> it was not the European flights. It was, it was alcoholism. It was raging. Let me tell you, he was an alcoholic and it was a sad life. Okay. Um, okay. Where do you even meet great. men like that? Where'd you meet him? I met him on the rate when I was in the radio. Of and I course. met him at the private um, suite of the Nats. Remember, like back in the day when, um, like the Nats were doing a lot with radio when they first started, mm -hmm. and they had a uh, Presidents Club that um, you know all the players' wives, you know, right. like all the family. Right. Well, they used to let for Hot ninety nine five because they did a sponsorship. They would let us go down in there. So this guy worked for like a big corporation so he they 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 had president suites um you know tickets but this dude was 18 years older okay huh? mm. it was look when you're having sex with someone 20 years old it is decrepit okay I mean, it was it was look i i earned every dollar it was rough sister. it was <laughs> not too ain't nothing romantic about it. any of this <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, well, speaking of decrepit, Wendy Williams. No, I'm kidding. God forgive me. Um, but we, we got to talk about this, Sarah, because I'm really sad that this is the way she's going out. I mean, 
You saw that they said that Sherry, um, uh, Sherry Shepard or Underwood, which one? Sherry, Sherry oh, Shepard. God. No, isn't it, isn't it, um, is it Sherry Shepard? I actually yes. really like her. Yes, she's I mean, really she's good. great. She's great, but she's not Wendy. And the only thing is, is like, that's, it's diminishing like an arena of talk television because the trashy, say whatever you want on national television will be gone after Wendy Williams is gone. But they said today that um, she's gonna permanently be the replacement host. So moving forward, it'll be Sherry Shepard and they, they're considering like another name. You know, the minute they wipe Wendy's name off of that, it's over. It's really sad. I agree. It's really sad. I don't think that. I think she has like a beginning form of dementia. It's the saddest thing in the world. Like she, she's one of the greatest. I don't think people yeah. even appreciate how truly great she is until you see like these other talk show hosts. Like, well, I think it's also too, like as radio personalities, we know there would be like not even nearly half the room for women. Um, to do what we do in this business had it not been for her. There was never a woman just talking shit or saying how she felt or doing whatever the fuck she wanted to um, without Wendy Williams. Like there would be none of us without her. Like, you know, it would have yeah. been like the stupid sidekick that sits there and laughs at the man. And, you know, Wendy challenged that at every station she was at and every co-host um, position she was in, she kicked the door down. And so it's, it's really unfortunate because I really wanted better for her, but mm -hmm. it's, and I just think, you know, if she is in the beginning form of dementia, okay, cool. Why don't we just get her in her nice little wig, do her makeup one last time, let her sit on the purple chair one week and, and let, like, let people honor her and don't make it stressful for her where she has to like deliver a whole show, but give her her rightful passage of this journey because she deserves it. I agree. Like, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel it's, like it's so... Sad. Yeah, no, I feel like it's tragic. And then it's now tragic. she's like fighting to get her money back because her former financial advisor said she has dementia. And I'm like, are these the rules of everyone's bank account? Or is it just when you make a lot of fucking money? Because there must be, I don't know, you know, that's a great question. I can't even speculate. So um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm really not like a financial whiz. Uh, so <laughs> right, right. We're not millionaires. Because if I here. had been a if I had been a financial wizard, I would ask that rich guy for a lot more money. <laughs> okay, you know, you would have left with something other than dry sex <laughs> and pool parties. Yeah, here you want to know how you're with a rich man. This man never bought me shit. He was like, "Come and use my pool. You can drink my alcohol." Great. I mean, oh <laughs> Sarah, I would have been in his closet selling all of his Versace work shirts. Like you're better than me. I should have. Like Denzel said, I'm leaving here with some. I'm around the way, okay? I'm leaving with some. I'm going to that fucking closet and grabbing a, a Gucci scarf or something. Fuck that. Anything. Do we want to bring Dr. Smith in from Thousand yes. Pounds? Yes, it's 8 o'clock. I saw him. He was on here. Hold on. Let me let me uh, send him an invite. Okay, there he is. Okay. Um, I'm so curious about this. I want to know everything going on with Thousand Pounds. Hello. Dr. Smith! Hey, how are you guys? Good. We have so All much right. to ask you. Um, All right. Sorry, a lot. a little lag there. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can. I'm okay, perfect. Sarah, are you going to rip the Band-Aid off, or do you want me to be Queen Lemonade? I'm going to tell you first. I <laughs> am fighting the worst case of hiccups that you could ever imagine. <laughs> I've had them all day long. So all day it's gonna be really entertaining i've actually had them for two days i had this what like, i didn't even know that was three or four years ago why it's the i don't know I, i'm gonna have to ask the doctor i have no idea 
But they didn't teach that in medical school? Yeah, yeah, but I forgot all that stuff. <laughs> okay. So I hope this is not uh, too broken, but we'll give it a whirl. Well, we have like a thousand questions. Okay, no pun intended. Uh, literally, we have a thousand a questions. A thousand okay. pounds of questions. <laughs> all right. First of all, we, you know, obviously, we social media. We follow right. Tammy on social media. Seemed, and you know, at the end of season three, you had got, I love the scene where you went to her house. I mean, it seemed like for the first time all season that resonated with her. Yeah. And then from yeah. what we see, she's in assisted living, rehab, whatever it is, and she's lost over a hundred something pounds. So Correct. from what you can tell us, is that still true? Does she seem to be on a good track? Yes, I can definitely tell you that that's still good. true. I mean, obviously, even though she chooses to share all this stuff on a show, um, I still try to always be um, respectful of privacy to some extent. Because at the end of the day, she's still my patient. But right. I have no problem telling you that. She's doing very well. I talk with her fairly frequently. Um, and I think, without a doubt, since I've known Tammy, this is the best place that I've seen her in. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. <laughs> You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frazier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. All right, hold on, Dr. Smith. We got commercials to do. Let's thank HelloFresh. Guys, have you been using my code for HelloFresh? HelloFresh.com slash TSFS16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. All that. <laughs> Look, HelloFresh is amazing. They have even 20-minute meals, but 30-minute meals is really what they're known for. Less time in the kitchen so you can do more things like work on your new business, spend time with your family, or even just go and do some self-love and self-care time. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. That's right. Don't forget dessert as well. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited-time goodies like Dunkaroos, cookie dough, or vanilla delight cheesecake. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the, the trip to the grocery store. Thank you. I love HelloFresh because it saves Schman and I so much time of trying to plan out meals. We always have leftover ingredients that end up going to waste. Never mind that. Saving you the weight in the long lines, um, whether it's the holiday lines or just ensuring that you don't waste money on excessive food, which has happened to us so many times. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order online or on the app. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size or skip a week whenever you need to. That's also really great because when Schman and I are on vacation, boop, we just schedule ahead of time and then we're done. We can skip a week and we never have to worry about it. As I mentioned, use my code and enjoy some free gifts and meals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TSFS and use code TSFS16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TSFS16 and use code TSFS16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. BetterHelp. Guys, therapy completely saved my marriage. I talk about it every time BetterHelp comes up because honestly, one of the best things our therapist ever said to us was, is what you resist persists. And that means trauma in your past, or if something just isn't working for you, you've got anger management issues, maybe addictions kind of creeping in. 
There's lots of reasons for that. So don't let me diagnose you. Go to a professional. But with BetterHelp, you can get a therapist matched with one in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available to you with BetterHelp that may not be available to you locally. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room at the traditional therapy ever again. Yay! BetterHelp.com slash TSFS, guys. You know I got a discount coming for you. That's Better, H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health and the help of an experienced professional. Use my code. Get 10% off your very first month. Go to BetterHelp.com slash TSFS. Radley Acura, if you are in the Virginia area and you listen to me, Radley Acura, best in the business. Okay, don't believe me? Go and read their hundreds of five-star service reviews. They have cars available. I can even introduce you personally to their team if you would like that. You can email Show at gmail.com. If you're in the market to get top dollar for your pre-owned lease or your pre-owned vehicle, call Radley. They're accurate. They are actively buying cars right now, and they have inventory coming in every single week. So order your new Acura now. You can do most of the legwork online at RadleyAcura.com. Don't take my word for it. Go in, check them out. Let me know what you think. They never upcharge on MSRP. They are fire. You will not regret it. RadleyAcura.com. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's good to hear. good news. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, oh, and, okay, so what's, all right, with someone like Tammy, 600 pounds plus, right? So where do you have to get, like, even if, okay, even Tammy's lost 100 something pounds, right? So she's 500 and something. What do you, what was always the goal? You Did you want Tammy to get to like 400 pounds and then she could have surgery or like what? So everybody's different. There's actually mm. not a certain number somebody has to get to. I've operated on people that are approaching 800 pounds. So it's not like there's a magic number for everybody. Um, as far as numbers, we do look at BMI. Mm. Because when you when you talk about a BMI getting really high, now you're taking into account not just their weight, but how tall or short they are. And so if they're battling with a lot of central obesity, there is some limitations, although in this day and age, they're, they're very small compared to how we used to do these surgeries, mm. of being able to get access to somebody's abdominal cavity. You know, if somebody's abdominal wall is too thick, our, our trocars or tubes are limited on being able to get in someone's uh, abdomen. And we also want to make sure we can do the surgery efficiently. Mm. So some of the goals in some patients who have really high weight is for that reason. But a lot of the goals comes from um, commitment. You know, mm. I could have somebody that comes in and they're, if they're 250 pounds and they qualify for surgery, but, you know, they have little to no commitment to being mm -hmm. compliant with the diet that we need them to do early on just to stay safe. And then long term, um, to not do things that could hurt themselves, hurt the surgery that we've done. Um, in addition to obviously having some long-term success, then that may be a warning sign to us that we say, okay, let's see some progress to some extent so we can make sure that you can do what we need you to do. Mm. Okay. And I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously I watched my 600 pound life and then Leah, you have to jump in. And, you know, they always disclose that, that bariatric surgery only works for like 5% of people. Really? So, Wait, is that true or not? You're that that I have no idea where that number comes from. Mm. Okay, well, what's the actual number? Well, so first of all, what are we going to define works as? You know, or what are we going to define success? I hear people all the time. So, how successful is surgery? 
And I'm like, well, define success for me, you know? So there's kind of two ways that you can look at it. Um, the easiest way and the way I, I compare for patients is if you take someone who qualifies for weight loss surgery, so their BMI is 35 or greater, or typically 40 or greater. So if they're in the morbid obesity category, okay, and you put them on diet and exercise alone, I do not care if they do Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, Noom, I don't care if they do personal trainer, private chef, their chances of losing enough weight to get out of that obese category stay out for greater than a year is 1%. So they have a 1% success rate. If wow. you take that same patient and you put them through surgery, they have a 50% chance of being out of that category at five years. So you say, okay, well, there's only 50% are successful. No, that's, that's not true. Cause I could still have someone that started at 500 pounds. They lose 200 pounds, but they're still morbidly obese. So yeah. I don't get to count them on those 50% success, so to speak, but I can promise you they're still better off than they than were where 500, they were. but our goal is to get them out of that category. So mm. I, I really oh. don't know. I can't, I can't tell you where that number came from. I can't tell you who's quoting that number. Um, obviously, patient compliance is a huge factor, but I'm not sure where they're, where they're getting that. I'm coming for mm. Dr. Now. That's it, Dr. <laughs> now. Mm -mm, Dr. Now. Okay, because okay. have you seen those comments that are like, if, if Tammy had doctor now, we wouldn't be having those issues. I, you know, Dr. Smith, you, you are so sweet to her, but doctor now does not play that shit. He right. irons folks out. And as a fat person, sometimes I'm like, ooh, I, I can, I can uh, empathize with that. I'm always curious, though, when it comes to doctors and, and, and uh, choosing your specialties, what made you want to get into this specific... Yeah line of work working with obese people because um you know i i would assume that it's like something dramatic i was always the fat kid so i got skinny and i wanted to help everyone out or you know my mom was very big and i wanted to right. you know what was your reason for for getting in this field that probably sound a lot better for for tv <laughs> or for this right yeah. that, that would be, right that would be a lie honestly um, when I was in training, um, bariatric surgery was really starting to shift into a minimally invasive approach. So it was already very, very challenging surgery. And now we're doing it in a very, very challenging way. And I'm not going to lie, I'm very driven. And that, you know, if somebody said this is difficult to do, then I'm like, well, I want to learn how to master it. I want to learn how to do this really well. But very quickly, you know, and, and when you're in residency, you're doing so much hospital care and surgery mm -hmm. that you don't early on see a lot of the outpatient care and the impacts. You know, you operate on these people, but you don't get to follow them. And yeah. as I moved towards the end of my training and I got to see these patients and how their lives were impacted and in clinic mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I actually helped start a bariatric surgery clinic for our residency program and see how those patients did. I'm, I was blown away by the, the immediate you know, gratification that you get from that. You know, I've told people before, maybe I'm selfish that I did it because I love feeling the way I do when I see somebody that says, you know, I sat in a movie theater seat for the first time, or I, mm. you know, I played with my kids or I did this with my job and, you know, the list goes on and on. So um, it was, it was so impactful to see what you could do for somebody. Um, and so I saw it as, as the best of both worlds. And I think as I got into it, I became very empathetic. I couldn't say I was in their shoes, but I was empathetic of what they dealt with. And I was yeah. very defensive of people who dealt with the, the stigmas and the, the mm. labels that were put on them. And sometimes, if anything, by 
other doctors, which really infuriated mm. me sometimes. Oh my God. Yeah. People, I mean, there's so much judgment around weight. I mean, I, do you think the show is psychologically good for not only Tammy, but their entire family? Cause I mean, it's like the, you know, when you're, there's so much trauma, right? Around why a person Wait. gets 600 pounds. Yeah. Right. Then to have it on the show, do you feel like it's a good thing because it peels back the curtain and people can see the difficulty or you think it's not good for that family? I think it's a really good question and I don't know that I can answer it completely because it's not me. <laughs> I would sure. say, I'm not sure I would want that, you know? Right. I mean, we all have skeletons, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know that I'd want to put mine out there sometimes, but um, I, I will say this, as I got involved with this a few years ago, I was really clear on this is what I'm going to do. Like I'm going to mm -hmm. take care of patients. Like I take care of patients. I'm going to, and you kind of referenced this earlier. I was mentioning names, but I said I'm going to talk to patients like I talk to patients. Right. And that may make for good TV. It may make for boring TV, but that's just what yeah. I'm going to do because um, I'm not going to compromise that. Um, and I think that they've been really good on providing that. You know, a lot of these shows do have. Um, therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists that work with the shows and from what I understand a lot of reality TV shows do that as well because you're putting everything out there yeah yeah and I, I I'm sure there are days when they're thinking yeah this is this is this is cool and their days are like man I'm not sure I want to I want to do this and I can tell you anytime when discussions about you know episodes or upcoming seasons it's always the one thing I do appreciate about it has always been well, what we have to make sure this is best for them. You know, mm, love that. Um, no matter yeah. how bad somebody wants to hear the rest of the story, is this is this best for them? But I I would probably struggle with it to be honest with you. Yeah. But, oh yeah. You know, for some people, it's um, it's I don't know. I would call it therapeutic, but there's a level of of accountability when they it is what it is and you almost get a way to reflect back on it you know you almost get a chance to see it after the fact and you know who's to say that you can't learn from that but they would probably answer that better than i would yeah you know there's been a lot of discussion about that like if it's if it's mentally healthy for tammy you know mm -hmm, um, right. to be on the show so what can you tell us do you know and we know you did a live i think yesterday or the, the day before do you know if you're gonna have a season four so i have not been told that i can or can't say anything but i can tell you that i've definitely had discussions about um, things coming up and things that we um are hoping to see not only happen but do and new progress for a lot of people that are involved lives um I, I would say I would probably be surprised if we're not there okay. um, with pretty good reason. But you know what, if, if tomorrow somebody involved said, I don't think this is good for my life, um, no matter how much weight somebody's losing or how losing how well somebody's doing, then that, that could obviously change things. I was going to say, I think that like the people, you know, started watching the show for Amy and Tammy, but like as the show has developed, we fell in love with Chris and Amanda right. and all the other siblings, which, I mean, they're entertaining with, with or without the weight loss. I mean, I can yeah, they are. 
I would love yes. to go to a family reunion and just watch because <laughs> they're hilarious. Like, we right. don't need a thousand pound sisters. Like, I'm just here for it. So I would be here to watch any and everything that that family particularly does. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there, there's so many families out there that aren't sharing their story on, on, on TV. And um, we all have some dysfunctional aspects of our family at home. And, you know, they're all great people. They really are. And that little baby is one of the cutest babies I've ever oh, seen in my life. So oh, cute. Gage is so cute. Such a doll. So cute. Um, okay, how do you feel about becoming a sex symbol? Because everybody, <laughs> first of all, someone put up a picture of you. People notice the darndest things. People noticed you weren't wearing a wedding ring and they were like, how excited were you the moment you found out Dr. Smith had no wedding band? <laughs> well, I haven't seen that. I, I literally, my social media exposure is probably limited primarily to Instagram. I'll get some other stuff sent to me. So I know the producers have sent me some funny tweets that have come out for, <laughs> for a good laugh. So, um, are women and men, are, are people sliding in your DMs all the time? Like, are you beating them off with a stick? I mean, you're a catch. Well, there, we, we'll see a lot of messages come through. There's no doubt about that. Um, they're, they're definitely entertaining. Um, but I, I, am, I, I am engaged. I'm very happily engaged. Oh, so okay. Sometimes it's easier to just avoid, you know, answering Everything. that. <laughs> you know, but then there have been a few times I've I've answered that too. So um, if you were to look on my page, I think I'm, there's definitely pictures when my, myself and my fiance have been at events and things like that. But it's been funny. Now, sex symbol, I'm not sure I can use that term, but hey, <laughs> to each their own. The minute you dropped the engaged, our viewership went down like... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Leah, keep going. I got, a, I got other questions. Okay, you yeah, go. no, I have, I have general questions just about like yes. the practice and what you do. Um, so I, I'm, I'm super convinced um, that, you know, a lot more people would probably be into bariatric surgery if it wasn't so shamed. And I think there's also this um, ideal that people believe like you're cutting the hard work out when you get these types right. of procedures a lot of people think that um yeah. so i mean can you just talk about um you know I, I think we watched that kind of on the show especially with amy she's lost the weight obviously she's had a baby um but there's still work to be done after these procedures and a lot of times and a lot of people that i personally know who get these procedures end up gaining the weight back so can you talk to me about um how that really works and i guess how people um it, it, you really have to work hard to continue to keep up with the procedure right well you know one of the final the last statements that you said really kind of proves the point you said you know people that um they are successful they work really hard and there are people that just have the surgery and the weight comes back. So obviously, mm -hmm. if it was the easy way out or if it was a quick fix, then that wouldn't be the case, right? They wouldn't need to continue to work hard to keep those results. Right. And I tell people all the time, I say, this is a disease. You know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. obesity gets labeled as a self-inflicted disease, which is incorrect. But on mm -hmm. the flip side, name me, we could ramp, rattle off 10 top diseases that we deal with. Diabetes, um, coronary artery disease, um, uncontrolled hypertension, lung cancer, mm -hmm. we could go on and on. And each one of those, we could say, we would agree that there's a behavioral component of what they do with their daily routine in life that may make that disease a little worse, right? Right. It could probably be better controlled if they did some things better. 
but it's not 100 percent related to that obesity is very similar yes a lot of patients who battle with obesity they could probably we could all do better but why can one person eat what they can and the other person eat the same thing and they don't look the same way the same they don't have the same health problems so you know Mm. i i tell people so is, is a diabetic who's 30 pounds overweight, who goes to their doctor, who gets put on meds and controls their A1C, are they taking the easy way out? Are they cheating mm. or are they treating their disease? They're treating their disease. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's just unfortunate that we look at obesity so different than those others. And, but you're right. A yeah. lot of people see it as the easy way out. You know, I hear, why don't you just diet and exercise and, uh, you know, and so I always bring those numbers up, you know, so how many times did your family doctor tell you that you should just diet and exercise and follow that up with saying, but by the way, you got a 1% chance of that actually working. You know, if I play the lottery, I want to know mm-hmm. my odds before I put my money down and I may still choose to play the lottery, but at least I know what my odds are. So diet and exercise is a huge component of success. There's no doubt about it. But when we take that and combine that with surgery, that by far, without a shadow of a doubt, has the best chance of results for these patients that we deal with. Um, Dr. Smith, how do you feel about... I was screaming child. Um, (laughs) That's all right. Okay, how do you feel about, you know, in all all the shows on TLC, the weight shows, have all these people that that are like... He's like, I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about these feeders? Okay. That are on these shows. Like, I mean, don't you want to like come and punch them in the face? I cannot believe that people have this obsession with feeding someone. It's like, what it's a is- fetish. It's a real thing. Aren't you so yeah. annoyed? Like they undo all your good work. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a complex issue. There's a complex problem from both sides of codependency. Yeah in these in these situations and not it's not just the patient being codependent upon somebody else but these people who feel like well you know they're they're as codependent as as the patient themselves on you know needing you know it's an insecurity issue i can tell you there have been times i've seen patients and obviously probably well more female than male and they're doing really well and they sit down and they break down and talk to one of our staff because they're like you know my husband doesn't want me to lose any more weight you know, mm. you're not even near your goal yet. I, I have a patient, my husband doesn't want me to go to the gym and admitted these men are going to talk to me there, you know? And so, you know, that's something that they have to deal with. You know, that's not yeah. on the patient to deal with. And so I think there's insecurity issues. There's codependency issues. Yeah. It's, it's very frustrating, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating to try to get patients who are letting somebody do that to them. Because unfortunately, like we've talked about, they, they pro- may have not had a lot of love shown to them for a long period of time in their life. And they've not had those people. So mine and your ability to discern between the two may not be as the same as that person's ability to discern between the two of who really loves you for the right reasons and who doesn't. But yeah, it's, it's an issue. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay, wait, we do have some questions. Um, Okay, well, this might you might have answered from CJ. CJ wrote, uh, do you think spouses get jealous or maybe feel like their spouse will leave them if they get thin? But Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Okay, um, so she's asking, do you think spouses, spouses get jealous? Yeah, yeah I mean, 
I, I definitely think that's an issue. I think it's an insecurity issue. And I think, you know, we have to, obviously we're not, we're not in the business of marital counseling by any means, but, you know, making sure that that's the first step of someone sabotaging their success. Mm. You know, it's somebody that, that they see is that loves them, but if they're going to sabotage their success for their own gratification or for their own in, insecurities, you know, it's still our job to stand up for that patient and say, Hey, you know, this yes. may be an issue. You know, what can we do to help with that? Is there any more I questions always, here? Yeah, I have. I, okay. One other thought. Um, so, you know, I had a theory season three, which was that the family should kind of leave Tammy alone. You know, I mean, I, I felt like Tammy was saying to them, like, I want to go out and live my life, you know? And I mean, right. I don't know if you use the term like addict, right? Like if you, if you have somebody in your family, that's an alcoholic or if they're, right. but at some yeah, point, no. you know, you do everything you can. And then, you know, at some point maybe you have to release them and just like, like, you know, they have to find their own rock bottom. Right. How, right. What did you feel? Did you, did you try to talk to the family? Did you think their method was good or do you, did you feel like they should have backed off all season? Well, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I think in a roundabout way, we've had those conversations and you, you used a term that I actually used in the episode, but I said it on multiple occasions, not only in filming for the show, but I've said it to my patients before. I firmly believe that everybody has their rock bottom for whatever they deal with. And we've all gone through something in life where we feel like we've hit a rock bottom. It could be yeah. a relationship. It could be being a better parent, a better worker a better you know an addiction and you can't push someone into their rock bottom it yeah. doesn't work you can't make them fall into it yeah um, but when they fall they'll look around and say oh my gosh i don't ever want to be here again i will do anything to get out of here and i do think that there was a period of time when you love somebody you're desperate you know think about yeah. it. we always try to make think of yeah. that one phrase man if i can say that the light bulb will come on Mm -hmm. And and the reality of it is, it, it just doesn't work. And I do think near the end, they just kind of got to that point. I mean, yeah. And this is all honesty. When I when I when I told them that I would go see her, none of us knew what kind of response I was going to get. You know, Tammy was mm -hmm. struggling at that time. And yeah, I can see now the things that she was doing, but you know, I wasn't living that live with her at the time. Yeah, I, I would hear from family members, um, but we really didn't know you know, what, how that would go. If I asked me to leave or, you know, not want to listen to me at all. Um, and I remember walking out of there and thinking, man, I, I really feel like something, something clicked, but there was still yeah. a little bit of time that transpired from that. But I, I do, I do think that they, looking back on it, they probably realize there's only so much you can do, but man, when you're worried about somebody that you love, you, you try anything. So what's what's the balance for you as a doctor? Because obviously you're dealing with people with addictions, right? Uh, typically, and most of the time we watch on these shows, a lot of these people relapse, uh, make bad decisions um, that directly correspond with their health either going in either direction. And so what, you know, a lot of people probably watch the show, I was one of them, who was like, you know, fuck it. If Tammy doesn't want to do what she doesn't want, you know, what she needs to do then why should we care? And I was telling Sarah this because we were discussing it last week. I said, you know, you can only help people that want to be helped. And obviously right. with Tammy, particularly her thing was she didn't know how to ask. But obviously there are some people who come to you who are addicted to food. And so as a professional, what is the balance for you as in we've, we've exhausted all options and you clearly are not in the space that you want to 
you know, change your situation to being right. like, but you're also fighting an addiction and we're here to help. How, what is the fine line right. between, because how does that work? Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a good question. It's tough. Um, I think the one thing that I've seen in all these messages that I'll get sent to me and I, I'm, you know, people get, it's amazing how frustrated people get with like somebody else's life. And <laughs> yeah, you watch yeah. this, but you know, people will say, why don't you just, why don't you just give her an, an ultimatum, you know, or why don't you just say, you know, here's, here's your, here's your choices. I'm like, well, I, I did give her an ultimatum. I won't do surgery if we're not ready. But for me, the ultimatum isn't like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. You know, I, I said to her one time, I don't even know if it was on camera or off camera, but I said, um, I, uh, I'm here every day. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm never going anywhere. But here's what we have to have happen. And if anything, you're maybe wasting more of your time than you're wasting my time. Because this is what I do for a living. Yeah. I think people wanted to see me say, you're out. Call me, call me when you're right. ready. Mm -hmm. But right. it was never that. That's never what I said. It was like, I just don't think you're ready to make that commitment. And I think if people are battling with that, just because I can't offer them surgery, we have so many resources through our therapists mm. and our dietitians and everything. I mean, why should I say their timeline should be my timeline? If I think they should be ready, but they're not, then why should I say, well, I'm moving on to the next person who's ready for surgery? I just don't see it that way. I don't think that's the right way to practice it. Um, and I think that, you know, it's my job to try to build a rapport with these people so they can come to me even when they're on the lowest point, not yeah. just when they want to come in and show me the before and after pictures and how great they're doing. Um, it's so, it's just so interesting. They're so right. great to watch. Um, I really, I, I hope Tammy has great success. Are you, um, you know, look, I mean, obviously the internet, people can say anything, but are you kind of shocked? I'm actually shocked and I've been on the internet for a long time. <laughs> how nasty people are to Tammy. Like, oh, are yeah. you surprised? I mean, I am, I'm like, you guys, this is like a fucking person, you know, and people, oh yeah. my God, people go after her attitude and all this. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I have never seen people be so just outright awful to her. Like how, I mean, do you help her? I know you're not the therapist, but do you right. help her, encourage her? Do you guys have like kind of show meetings about it's, it's intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even, even in between seasons and stuff, we'll text back and forth. And there's definitely times where, you know, sometimes I don't want to inundate her with talking about, how's your diet? How, you know, how many steps you getting in and just check on her and see how she's doing. But, you know, I, I make, I definitely make reference to the haters. Uh, there, there's no doubt. Um, I, you could probably trigger me and get me going for a while and I'll just try to bite my tongue. It blows me away how I, I, I personally believe it's a pure reflection of people's own inner demons and issues. Oh, for um, sure. You know, for there's sure. no doubt about it. it. You can hide behind a keyboard and you can be as brave as you can be. Um, and I think, you know, it's almost like they see her and what she's struggling with. And then when she gets a little attitude and, she, and they may not understand, she's trying to maybe stand up for herself, even though she may not be doing it the way that they think that she should doing it, but should mm. be doing it. And it just infuriates people. And it's, it's sad that people, I, I mean, I don't understand why people want to be so mean, period, yeah, to, lots, right. to lots of people in this world. But yes, it, it's definitely caught me off guard. That's been something that I've had to be like, 
stop reading stuff. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> I hope move on. She, yeah, I hope she doesn't read it either because it is, I mean, yeah. you literally go to her TikTok. People will like pronounce her dead. Like the dead, they'll write like RIP 2222. It's like, who would did I, it's so sick. Uh, I'm like, this poor is. woman, yeah. I hope behind the scenes she's getting a lot of support or people are saying to her like, do not, you know, don't read it. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, crazy, there's crazy. no doubt. It's, it's, it's pretty astonishing. Um, well, uh, what else, Leah? I mean, oh, we, I have, you know, I have we're so, so grateful questions. for your time. I have so many, I have so many questions. Okay. So when it comes to the procedures and people do lose a significant amount of weight, this is one thing for me, um, because, and this is with people who, who do it without surgery. A lot of times the skin, cause I'm yep. one of them people, like I'm a big girl. I'll tell you this, Dr. Smith, I have all that skin hanging. I'll gain the fucking weight back. I, that skin would be too much for me. It's too much for me. And I've lost like 20 pounds. I'll be honest. I'd rather be fat than be skinny with saggy skin. And oftentimes too, for insurance purposes, they consider that cosmetic. So mm -hmm. like a lot of people You're who right. lose this weight are kind of stuck. Like, especially like, you know, I know a lot of people who've had the surgeries and they have this hanging skin um, and, and surgery yeah. is really the only alternative. Cause I will say this, I'll be honest, I'll have a, a transparent moment. When I was in college, this is, I'm, I'm better now people. I found a Groupon for some lipo and I was gonna go, I was gonna fucking go. And I, I had the consultation and the doctor was like, listen, you're young. I think you'll bounce back. I think you should just get the sleep. And I was like, I don't know about that. I kind of read up on it and was like, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. But I also learned with that, that like you lose all this weight and then have this skin. So right. what do you, what do you tell patients like me? Cause like Dr. Smith, I'm, I'm, I'm going back the other way on the scale. Well, I will say that it's one of the most common questions we get. So don't feel bad for asking questions. Now I will start and I'll be the I'll be the pure doctor side and I'll say okay. nobody ever died of lose skin, but they die of uncontrolled diabetes and hypertension and kidney disease secondary to that and untreated obstructive sleep apnea and all the things that go along with morbid obesity, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's, that's tough for people when currently they're not battling those problems, but we know statistically that those problems will come. So that's kind of how I try to get them to focus first and foremost. Then the second thing is, is yes, you're right. Unfortunately, most insurance companies, although we've seen a little bit of leeway recently and I don't really, I can't explain it why, but it's still not a ton. Right. Um, but most do consider it cosmetic. I don't do those surgeries. Right. Um, I refer those to very, very talented plastic surgeons mm. to take care of those things. And, but in saying the whole thing, people don't die loose skin. I don't want to ignore the fact that somebody lives with that. If they deal with that psychologically, emotionally, um, what they're comfortable with. Um, and it's still important. So, you know, we start, that's important in just how they deal with the psychologist and not to, no pun intended, but being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And because I think you have to be able to get through that and learn how to embrace that. And you still can move on and have surgery, mm -hmm. but many times getting comfortable gets you past the point where it's bothering you in the same way. But I'd never want them to lose sight of the health impacts they're making mm. by getting the weight off versus the skin that may come along with that. Mm, that makes sense. I also have another question. So this is a conversation um, that I feel like, uh, you know, as we move into a more progressive space as a black woman, a lot of conversation comes about, you know, 
BMI being constructed around a European centric um, standard of medicine. They talk about the fact that, you know, the black body was not typically like what is deemed to be healthy is not necessarily suitable for a black body type. And so a lot of times um, obesity gets thrown around um, in a way that might not necessarily align with the genetics of black people and the pre medical predispositions. And so right. just in your industry and in the way that times are kind of forming and we're, we're advancing in medicine, what do you see and how do you advocate for patients like that, because I, I oftentimes think that we're not discussing that enough in medicine, when especially when it comes to weight and BMIs and being healthy and what is healthy and what isn't healthy and what's like you're you're genetically pre-exposed to. So like in your field, um, I know you said even other doctors sometimes you have a rift because a lot of times I feel like even as a plus size woman and especially a plus size black woman. Um, I'm not advocated for with my medical right. issues because I'm obese, right? The first thing automatically is I'm obese, right? So that has to be it. I could come in and my goddamn pinky is hurting. And it's like, well, if you lost some weight, maybe your pinky wouldn't be hurting. So where do we where do we draw that line <laughs> when it comes to, you know, talking about obesity and it talks about like medicine and pre uh, you know, racial uh predispositions? How does that work in your right. industry? You know, it, it's it's a very good question, um, and it is definitely something that has to be discussed more. We see that even in our societies mm -hmm. um, as far as talking um, with other physicians and what mm -hmm. we see. I, I can tell you, I feel like we're going to be seeing a push. I'm hopeful we're going to see a push moving forward in the next 10 or 15 years where we're not so focused on pounds lost and we're mm -hmm. focused on body composition change. Yes. BMI yep. is definitely not a perfect – I mean – we can put some bodybuilders up here and um, there's nobody going to call them obese and they're ripped, but right. the BMI says that they're at least overweight or maybe even just obese. And we know that's not accurate. So right. we're a little handcuffed, unfortunately, because insurance companies and payers mm. still use that criteria. Now, if somebody walked into my office and they had a BMI that qualified for surgery and I see from a medical standpoint, surgery is not what they need. I don't care if they can get it or not. I'm going to say this is not what wow. you need. You know, okay. this is not what's best for you. We've got, I got plenty of people that, that I can operate on that want surgery than to, than to, to create surgeries. Yeah. But you're exactly right. It's not a perfect system. And we're starting to see that those body composition changes are not only indicative of people being healthier, but they're more predictive of those that keep the results. You know, so losing a hundred pounds is great, but you know, are we seeing a shift in where you're maintaining your muscle mass as you're dropping all this weight and dropping body fat where we flip that curve and we put people on body composition machines in our office on a regular basis. It's a schedule so we can make sure are you losing it the right way? You know? Mm. Body fat. Okay. Fat, um, and are you doing it the right way? Cause that's predictive of like diabetes not coming back. We, we're starting to see that now. That people maintain muscle mass, their diabetes does not come back. As easy as somebody really? just drops a bunch of weight. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here like taking notes. Um, I'm like, hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I, as someone who's considered morbidly obese BMI-wise, I had considered... Right. Um, you know, the sleeve, but I, I'll be honest, a lot of the um, post-surgery uh, things like the um, the GERD 
and like not really being able to eat, like throwing up when you eat, if you overeat. Right. Um, you really have to, and I always tell people this because a lot of people in my family have recently gotten to sleep and I don't think that a lot of them have really tackled the food addiction issues that I think that we have. And so I feel like right. it's honestly a waste of time if you really psychologically are not prepared for what comes with the surgery. And so um, I personally, at the time, like, well, like I said, when I went to the plastic surgeon, I was like, I like food too much. I There's still like places I've never been, food I've never tried. And so for me, it doesn't make sense to go get the surgery, even though I'm sure I could qualify and I'm sure I could lose the weight and I'm sure I could do everything that needs to be done, but I'm not sure I could necessarily manage the lifestyle that you have to have in order to like maintain these types of surgeries and also not to gain it back. Cause then what's the point? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, even if, even if I can make sure that they can follow the rules so they don't hurt themselves shortly after surgery. Mm, we don't want to mm. set them up, set them up for failure. Sorry, my phone's getting low, so I'm having to get a charger right now. Um, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure that those people know what's expected of them long term, you know. And if we don't get them by that, I don't believe everybody who's obese has a food addiction. Mm. Um, I don't believe that, but there's definitely a lot of people that do. Yeah. And, um, if we don't tackle that in the beginning, you know, we're, we're just setting them up for failure. And sometimes there's so many social aspects that work around food, you know, yeah. that's, that's sometimes that's a big part of people's social life, whether they business travel, whether, you know, you know, I, I'm from Kentucky, but you know, you grow up in the South, man, there's always food, we there's, you know, church, there's food, there's funeral, there's food, yep. there's weddings, there's food, parties, there's food. And I get it. And it's usually really good food. It's usually not really good for you, but it's good. Right. Um, and if you can't find a way to adapt to that so you can still enjoy the social aspect, um, those those are really important things that um, that you have to be able to identify. So all patients who have weight loss surgery go through a psychological evaluation. And I tell people, don't be intimidated by this. This is, We're just trying to find some tools that so we can help you the best. Um, Dr. Smith, thank you so much. I know we said like we would just chat with you for like 30 minutes. I know, here we are. <laughs> oh, <you're fine. laughs> An hour later. <laughs> An hour later. <laughs> so I just no, you, Kyle. Um, thank you so much. You're terrific yes. and we're hoping for a Absolutely. season four. Yes, we're ready. We're ready. Absolutely. It's great meeting you guys. Thanks yes, for you're awesome. Right. You'll be back for sure. <laughs>